Thank you. Welcome to Morning Coffee with Mario, the live AM reality talk show that comes to you weekly. And once again, it's our pleasure to be here. Hello and welcome. Ah, let me pull in that Facebook crowd. Always something happening. Welcome, welcome to the Facebook people. Man, it's Monday. And for many of you, it's time to really gear up for this holiday season, which actually means you got to check those credit card balances. <laughs> Got to check those credit card balances just to make sure that you have money to spend because so often <laughs> we get into the holiday seasons and, you know, it's not money to spend. Mm-hmm. And, the, and the idea of the holiday season, you guys, is not to create a, an extra stress for yourself. It's too not. So don't late. make an extra stress by going into debt. <laughs> too, too late. Too late. And usually for stuff that you don't have to, you know, go into debt for. Mm. Right? It's all in your head. You feel like, you know, you've got to make an impression. You've got to buy your girlfriend's parents uh, a wonderful gift, even though times are hard. And they're pretty well off. <laughs> True. But, you know, uh, <laughs> that's the way it gets. So we just want to remind you, we here, too, at Pax Stereo getting ready for the... Uh, the holiday season, and, and it is wonderful, wonderful to behold. Uh, announcement, you guys. bunch of announcements because a bunch of stuff has happened. Okay? First of all, for those of you who weren't here over the weekend, on Saturday, we had a premiere of a new show, a new series that's being worked out here at Pack Stereo TV, the Deb and Norma Sizzle Boom Show. It was here Saturday, uh, and it was a wonderful, wonderful experience Vic. So mm, mm, mm. <laughs> what do you think? Oh no, I think it was great because um actually, you know, the whole premise was to sit back and, and allow somebody to take advantage of the platform who wanted to kind of break in and go in what they call a social media uh project mode than the traditional and then trust that you could do it at a home base operation like Pack Stereo. So um want to give shout outs to all the participants, specifically Norma, Deb, 
actually hosting when it wasn't even necessarily planned that they would host. So they were actually wearing multiple hats during this whole thing. And I hope people appreciated what she was attempting to do, bring more exposure to those that she feel are the people that's on her team, associates, friends, and others. So to me, it was good, man. It, it, felt, it felt festive. The one thing I have to admit, man, it's December, it's Saturday, it's like the 9th. And it felt like it was 80 degrees, 75 degrees in the heat. And I felt bad because I'm thinking about everybody else and what they're going through. You know, we got the fires over here in the backyard. I feel really bad about that, but the people losing their homes. You got southeast, northeast, drenched in snowstorms. And here we are, man. I could have worn my short pants, man. Man, thank God for the blessing of being here in California. Yeah. Uh, For a lot of reasons. The weather's not just one of them. But thank God, yeah, to be the weather in California, even though, like I said, we're having the routine that is the fires. We're having a bunch of fires. And again, our prayers go out to the folks affected. I myself was affected way back in the Baldwin Hills fires here. That's when my dad's house burnt up. Uh ended up having he had to move in with me for a brief short period while adjusting to that so you know fires can be such a tragedy you lose everything you don't think about the things that mean so much to you right like the stuffed bear that your little niece loved so much that you gave her that she took everywhere until it got dirty and grabby <laughs> or the pictures you know or the book signings right or the photo things that so ought to lose all of that and have to restart um, all over again. Not easy, man. Not easy, man. So we send our love, our peace and blessings up to them. Hey, you guys. Tuesday night, we're not. We're going to be rescheduling the quiet storm. We won't have the quiet storm this week. We will have it the following week, and uh, and and finally, the on the uh, the last show of the week, we have like two shows coming up because the season really ends. The fall season ends Friday the twenty. Friday, December 22nd for us. We're going to do Friday night agenda on that day, but the season really ends. But this Tuesday night, we're canceling the show. We're rescheduling because we have been invited to be part of the red carpet at the IFSM Fashion Runway. This is the International Fashion Supermodel Contest Grand Final Fashion Runway. It's going to be 12-12 this, this Tuesday. Uh, over in Burbank. Man, they just looks interesting. The Golden Film Awards Fashion Night. Right. We're going to be on the red carpet. Yeah. yeah. Exterior's arriving. We're being... Uh, you going to walk the uh, runway, man? I'm going to look at the models, man. I, I went and looked at some of the videos. Yeah. Now, I'm a black man. <laughs> Obviously, to some of y'all. So, right. our traditional flavor tastes have been affected by the culture. So those really skinny women. Now, here's the thing. If I met a woman who was model-shaped, that's not a deal-breaker for me. In other words, Vic, for a lot of us, we're finding that looks isn't the defining factor. You may be into women that are voluptuous, but you meet this little skinny one that just takes your heart. Oh, so you're not going for professional reasons. You're hunting. Well, I'm going for professional reasons, but I can't help it. I went to look because, you know, hey, at my age, I celebrate. <laughs> right. I'm glad when stuff actually right. gets me excited oh, so to go look excited, at women because right. so often they walk right by you like, Zzz. right. So, no, I'm excited. I wanted to see what the models were looking like. Yeah. And I was looking at some of the models from Belarus. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. 
There you go. I'm just saying. Wow. Skinny girls on parade, and everybody teased them. But I'm not saying that in a negative way. No. I'm saying that because in today's world, we celebrate women of all shapes and sizes. Right. We do. Sometimes to the negative. I made a comment about Taylor Swift, who I actually love. I, right. what, I don't care what y'all say. I, I do. I think she's a sweetheart. Right. I think she's wonderful. I enjoy her music. And I made an outfit where she just was looking too slim to me. Right. And they all, the backlash. Oh, don't oh, be. Yeah. Don't, don't they, be hating. So, that's, so either of you say, I prefer women who are not skin this thin. Right. That's to a bunch of people, hate language. That's I'm right. Going, you can't say you don't like something. You can't default by saying yeah, what said, and then try to come around. You it. know what I told them? Yeah. I told them what they can kiss. <laughs> Your lips? Basically, yeah, that too. <laughs> right. Set number two. <laughs> All right. But bro. the point being is that right. to me. You say so. I don't. I celebrate women of a lot of body shapes and sizes. And that's the point I was making, actually, for me. That is, it's not a deal breaker. Right. I tend to like little shorties that are more voluptuous. Right. Small, shorter, smaller breasts. You just like volu- meat. You want yeah. some meat on the bone. And, but I've had women that are tall and buxom. I've had women that were thin, very thin. So it's not the deal breaker for me. You got pictures? Somewhere. I mean, you don't claim if you ain't got no pictures. I do have pictures. <laughs> I'm just saying. I didn't get their permission, so I don't know. Nowadays on Facebook and shit, people tell get them all, just, people get all funny. Just tell them they're models. They get all funny with the women you pictures you shoot. I'm just saying. Bro. So anyway, we won't be here Tuesday night, but we will be. I think it's already suggested that we do some live streaming. Yeah, we'll do a little bit. From the event. It'll be personal app streaming. So I want you guys who are not used to mobile and smart devices get caught up in the in the new uh, millennium post millennium time. Not necessarily desktop, but we can share it to desktop and let you see it from there. So you'll probably see a Periscope, Twitter, Facebook. Those of you who are used to the live stream, you know, just give it a break one day. You know, not saying that it's not good. Just get off the hand. Come on and visit. We're going to go see yeah. the models. Yeah, and these right. are people, and all of this is coming out of Saturday nights with Deborah Hader and Norma, you know, at the uh, Sizzle Boom. Yeah. Okay. And you got to also give a shout out to Alan Santana came by Saturday night. Boxer, producer, activist, community leader. Alan Santana brought by and brought us a, a signed copy of his new book. Yeah. Unprotected. A tactical approach to boxing, business, and life. Alan Santana. So we wanted to give that shout out to him. Yeah. And say, you know, very nice, such a nice guy. Yeah. You know? Yeah, he was here doing a period when we're um, uh, coordinating with the promotion of the film festival, the uh, NSAEN E News Film Festival. So he was part of that whole collaboration. He came in here a couple, few months ago. So glad to have him back, man. All right. Now, hey, so. Reminding you once again that the winter season programming will actually be starting January 15th. So we're going to have a brief hiatus in there, yeah. which is way better than those low hiatus. Yeah. Get the low hiatus, but the hiatus, yeah. so much better. We'll be on hiatus starting um, this month on the 22nd, going to January 15th. And so we'll be fun. Hey, but this Friday, full show? Yeah. Full show this Friday featuring uh, the award-winning I, Victor. Future Miko's Challenge and the Marvel's Magic Mixtape subjects and topics to be announced. Yep. To be announced. All right. Remember, you guys, too, the Deb and Normal Sizzle Boom show is now available. You can go watch it. 
You can go go watch it and uh, be part of it. Hey, today we got the full show, of course. Right. In the news segment, I'm going to be talking a little bit about Alabama. What part? <laughs> the voting. Well, the voting. Roy Moore. Right. Running for that Senate seat. We're going to talk a little bit about that. And what does it actually say in today's world about Alabama? What did it say in the 60s, in the 70s, in the 80s? What did it say then? Well, that's part of it. Hey, look, I got, so you guys know, I got family from Alabama. They don't get a pass, though. Just like they don't give L.A. and Southern California a pass. Everybody know that we are the aliens when it comes to the norm. Cali, different, the whole thing. We take it, the punches, I can give it back, even with family in Bama. Just letting you know. Well, for social, hey, I got family in Florida. <laughs> okay, and I love my Florida right. family. Right. I love my Florida, but it is Florida. I love my Florida family. Yeah, love I do not love Florida. <laughs> <laughs> but I love my Florida family, and I got to send them love. That's like right. my East Coast family. Right. Got to send them love, too. All right. All right. So anyway, the pictures are in. So I'm going to be talking about all oh, that for uh, the news. Um, also, American Airlines has decided to respond to the NAACP travel advisory. That was when they actually advised black folks not to travel on American Airlines. Oh, man. <laughs> oh wow. wow. In this week's Trump disaster update, I'm going to be uh, talking about ban and warning Trump. Okay. That he's getting happy talk from his lawyers. Happy talk and that he should be more aggressive. Mm. So we got the weekly, I got the Trump talk, I got the Alabama review, right. and we're going to speak briefly about the American Airlines. How about you? Oh, you know, same old, same old, man. I'm going to bring you guys some sports. Look, I, I, I'm, I'm not making light of this. I'm just going to say when national TV show you um, participating in a wonderful sport of contact and all of a sudden they see your hands twitching and your eyes kind of rolling back in your head this is a safe place to play football we're going to ask why did you why do you come back out and play you can't wait to see back and say no wow well hold up we're not we can't hit it yet (laughs) get it yet just a teaser (laughs) teaser and then here's the other one Oh, they only, they only talked a little bit about that yeah i know that's why we're going to get into it wow that's a good one yeah patriots Everybody in the NFC is watching these teams just jostle, you know, against each other um, about the position of number one or having home field advantage all the way through. You got five or six teams. AFC, it's Tom Brady and everybody's waiting, right? But there's two teams I think they need to fear. And it's one of them, neither one of them, I'm sorry, are the Pittsburgh Steelers. We're going to get into that also. Hot picks. For everything that people think, why you get your subscriptions up and how you get your subscriptions up at YouTube, as an example, you always hear those questions of how do you make money? Well, we're going to go see the hottest YouTube subscribers. And then you're going to find a picture that paints why a lot of us or many of us fail by asking the question when you actually see these examples and go, okay. I don't know if I could do that or not. So we're going to find out about that later, too. <laughs> Exciting day. <laughs> yeah. Exciting day. Once again, welcome again to all the Facebook folks who are tuning in. I see them out there. David Aline, PMC, 
my own love of my life, Audrey Celeste Paris, baby. What's happening all y'all on Facebook? We see y'all. So what can I say? <laughs> I'm getting comments about the model thing. Oh, yeah, you should, man. Because <laughs> they're saying, oh, women with no ass. Right. Hey. I remember one of, my, one of my, my buddies when I was in training, one of my buddies who wasn't black, who was actually he was white, and we were talking about that. He said, imagine the things you could do with no ass. Okay. <laughs> I'm not part of that conversation, baby. <laughs> I'm going to leave that to you, man. And I, I was like. I'm leaving that to you. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right, here's the latest hot pick slideshow animation. Mm-hmm. I get the pre- pleasure of doing a slideshow animo- animation. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I, mean, I, mean, I get the opportunity to do a slideshow animation Every time Victor does a bunch of photos. And Miko yeah, well, as well. Okay, I was going to give that up. So yeah. go on and tell him. Yeah, this helped. is the latest from Deborah Hayden. I did it yeah. just this morning. Yeah. This is your work. Because Vic, yeah. we, wonderful partnership that we have. We can almost read each other's <laughs> minds sometimes. Vic got the stuff done. He knew. I could tell in his mind, he's thinking the pictures need to get out by a certain time because of all the people waiting. Yeah. We do certain events. They are waiting, and yeah. the ones who aren't waiting, when they get the pictures, they're so blown, they're so blown away yeah. that you know they might as well been waiting because the pictures yeah. are phenomenal. So once yeah. again, you did it. Tell them a little bit a bit about the pictures, Vic. Yeah. If I show the slideshow, hey, look, it was get a window of everybody who was here more so than say myself or you, who people are used to on the shows all the time. I tell them that they get to see us way too often. Well, here's a lot of the uh, folks that were involved. And one thing I like to do, which many people, because I don't consider myself in the photography lane where you, you, you know, you hoard the pictures and you make people come at you so you can recruit them, have them pay. I actually take, can't wait to get the pictures out to the, uh, the players here. Let's see if you're going to promote. Because if I figure if I hand the pictures over to you, then you'll have the more. Uh, freedom to actually share and promote. So I hope this is just the launching of that because it was a diverse group of people here. Young, more seasoned. See, notice I didn't say old. Seasoned. Seasoned folks. Seasoned folks. And everybody chipped in. Our own Miko Williams. Okay, let me tell you. Baby girl working hard. Yeah. She's busy now because she's, she's working hard in her social media game and also... All of that has affected her own aspirations in terms of acting and being on other shows. So she's been busy. Doing she literally, as well. yeah, she had to literally run in here, right? And then go to another event. And then go to another event. And she came in, okay. <laughs> she made the beautiful appearance because, baby girl, if you see this, you were looking wonderful. <laughs> she came in looking wonderful, hair looking all, hair and makeup just impeccable. Right. And then she. Actually was out there involved right. in the show mm-hmm. and took some really wonderful pictures. Yeah, she was doing what you normally do at events. You interact. And while you interact first and just hold a device in your hand and capture the moment, that way you know. And that's her natural inclination to do that. And I, I spoke to her, you know, because we, we're up early. I'm already talking to people. We were talking five o'clock this morning. She's on the grind. I'm on the grind. I, I said, "Hey, look, you know, I want to thank you for interacting with the people. You you brought that energy that I was she trying. She did. She did a wonderful it's job. Just, it's the same thing that I'm sharing with Deborah and many others. I said, you really want the interactions away from the traditional video view. You want everybody else to be in these subcategories, having a good time, not just the main platform in the show, because people can't see that all the time. So 
She did a great job, man, on her part. So I hope this, uh, and for what I gather, many people were offered opportunities to collaborate and work with each other from this event. That was the number one reason why we did it. Take a look. High Picks of the Week slideshow animation featuring Sizzle Boom, the, the Deb and Normal Sizzle Boom Show mm-hmm. here at Pack Stereo, and we'll be right back.
slideshow animation backstage on TV in full effect. Wow. Yeah, that's something I get to do that so often regularly here at Backstage TV. And it is a pleasure. Now, there's another pleasure I get to do here so often at Pax Stereo, and it involves the use of some of the secret technology here. It's very special and very secret, but it allows us special powers. Now, I have here the magic looking glass, Pax Stereo magic looking glass, and as we say so often, the magic looking glass helps us to see your ass. <laughs> That's Jack. It's the... It's the special magic looking glass, and I'm tuning in. And I want to say, you got to use these things carefully. You know, with great power comes great responsibility. So, here we go. Magic, magic looking glass. Let them know we see their ass. Being such, being good is such a task. That's why we love our looking glass. And I can see him, Patricia Lawrence. David Aline, I told you, PMC, Mac McAllister, Audrey, we see you. We see you putting those notices. Oh, man, Dewan Garner, Javel Jones Sampson, we're sending you prayers, love. Wendy Bautista, got your message, Wendy. Gotta go take a look. There's a magic looking glass. Darnell Austin, Elena, what's happening, baby? She's posting, you know you're from East L.A. I love that post. Isola Briscoe. Daryl, we're seeing you. Jose Venegas, Miko, and wash your hands. All you people, Jeanette Beard, Jamel Mitchell, Carol Ann Taylor, Aurora, James Fierce, Thaddeus, Ted Finley. Gotta say, you guys, good to see you. Gotta be careful. You put up the magic looking glass, you must be careful because people have been known to be hurt, to be damaged from the magic looking glass, Vic. <laughs> true that, true that. Be careful. Yeah. Catch y'all in the act. Yes. And have it here on Facebook. Were you ready for some news? Yes. Get the news. Right, the good news, the bad news, and the other shit. Hmm. But da da da, we gotta get those side effects. You know, I hate these Windows updates. So if you see me struggling, it's because stuff's just acting weird. I'll just tell you, this computer is man. Every I'm telling you, but it, whatever. Hmm. Tomorrow, Tuesday, what normally would ne- not be any news. Normally, who cares about Senate elections in Alabama? But tomorrow, Tuesday, this may be the record lookout worldwide <laughs> at a Senate race from Alabama, and all because of Roy Moore. And let me just set it up for you. Roy Moore been twice removed from elective office because of violations. Known bigot, proud. He's he's like that old school Southern bigot. Proud to be a bigot. Yes. Proud to be a segregationist. Ain't going to change. Proud to let you know they don't tolerate niggers. (laughs) 
<laughs> oh yeah, that's when we was niggers. <laughs> Back, <laughs> we've been a bunch of shit, and niggers was one of them. Mm. But Roy Moore, so he's been there, and I must admit, the guy up against him, the Democratic candidate, in any other instance, I wouldn't be caring for him either. Moderate is what they call him, but just. Typical of an Alabamian who seeks to avoid the controversy right. for the most part, even though, like I said, well, maybe that's unfair because he is pro-choice. Let's just say under normal circumstances, we wouldn't feel wonderful about him. And that may be part of it because actually everyone is saying for Roy Moore not to win, you're really going to need a big turnout amongst the blacks. And the problem is that the Democratic candidate, he's not one who really is appealing to the local blacks, that no one wants to say that. There's a bunch of things about this election that no one wants to say. Right. And that's why we wanted to talk about it. (laughs) For one, it is a referendum on the South. Because whether people actually talk about it in those terms, the South is really tired of being thought of as the old backward South. Backwards and stupid. Right, right. (laughs) are the terms that people apply to Southerners who really resent that. But let's talk about this. This Alabama election, Vic, that sort of highlights that. And when they look at the polls, the Alabamians who have college degrees, they can't vote vote for Roy Moore. Not not at all, man. See, I'm just saying the more educated folks in Alabama, whatever we think that means, that's another show I know. But the more educated folks in Alabama don't support Roy Moore, but most of the... Less educated, do support him. As we say, the more dumber you are, the more likely you are to be an avid Roy Moore. The more backwards, southern, more racist, bigoted, I'm going to say it, you are, the more likely you are age. to support Roy Moore. So you're talking about age. Typically, as one of the age, factors. Age yeah. was a heavy factor. Well, yeah. Because when I go look at the crowds now, I look, we've been part of something before. I won't even say what it was. I know people are going to say, well, what is it? And we were so busy enjoying it, being part of something, had nothing to do with politics, it was all entertainment. And then we did the video and everything. And then you, in the moment, are thinking, yeah, this is going to represent all the landscape of people, and they all enjoy it. And some people came back and said, I noticed that you guys had a whole bunch of old people in there. It didn't reflect anything about the youthful recognition of the celebration of this entertainment vehicle that you were on. In other words, it didn't hit me until I said, yes, that's right, everybody's over this age. So it didn't reflect. So I'm not indicting all of Alabama. And when I say my people, I know the ones that are here on this side and those who are stuck in the mud. I understand that. But politics knows how to have a voice that says this is the whole state, including you guys. (laughs) Well, that's the problem. Alabama, the people... There are a bunch of folks who are on the news now right? who are white leadership of Alabama yeah, who really are upset because they don't like their state once again, again appearing to be backwards. Yes. That's what's happening. And they're embarrassed. They're embarrassed. Why we have to be known as the state where you could be a senator and date teenagers? Why we got and everybody says and when you know what's happening isn't that what we say when they say oh yeah in Alabama you could date teenagers <laughs> unbelievable unbelievable said, probably in Mississippi unbelievable. too <laughs> I sit there and say hey look maybe maybe this is it maybe so I shouldn't say this respect to the family members who are not like this maybe this is karma of George Wallace the ghost returning okay I'll say that 
Do we think Alabama is really backwards? But I think actually what oh, it is, Vic. Not, not yeah. the areas. Absolutely not right. the progressive. I heard some wonderful stories at our Birmingham is a different place it's today. A, it's a different. Even though rural Alabama, mm-hmm. shockingly, there was just a big study that yeah. showed they're broke and poor and dumb. Right. And, and and the fact that it's Alabama, nobody's talked. In other words, there's, right. there's places in this country right. so neglected right. by government. You understand why they don't feel these elections. There are areas, I can't confirm this, but in speaking on the event the other day, I was sharing this with somebody. Well, they were sharing it with me. And I was telling them, hey, you know, he asked me where I'm from. I said, I'm from Los Angeles. My family's Birmingham. I said, now, that's my family now. And the person was sharing, I says, oh, my brother's over here and over there. And we start sharing more information. He says, do you know that Huntsville and that whole area that area has more PhDs than Silicon Valley does, but you don't hear the stories. So a lot of times it's the no, information. They got people like Roy Moore. You, got, you have to seek out the information and not let <laughs> traditional media, even our media, if it's social, be the only thing you digest. And so sharing that with him, I said, do you notice that they're not worried about getting a rate? They're just doing their job. They're going along, making sure they're going in a, a lane of education, development, it has nothing to do with the old guard being stuck in the mud, okay, stuck in their ways. So this is not an indictment on the whole state. I'm not going to fall for the, oh, the whole state of Alabama. But it is fighting off that image of you guys are going backwards now. Roy well, is leading the way. And it's really, and I'm with you, I'm not indicting the whole state, but I am willing to say you're standing at a crossroads mm-hmm. where you could be known for once. Are you going to throw off all that old Southern bigotry? Right. Really, finally, ever? Are you ever going to throw that shit off? Are you going to cling to it forever? You know, and don't be surprised that people aren't sympathetic. Right. So, you know, if you want to cling to Roy Moore, if you rather right. have a 30-some-year-old man who dates 14-year-olds. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> If that means less to you than the fact that he's a quote-unquote Democrat, well, you're an idiot. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's what, that's what, you look up the term idiot, and they have your picture. <laughs> okay? Yeah. So go there and get there. So, yeah. again, that's part of the good news, the bad news. The other shit, and we'll see right. what happens tomorrow with the president himself accused by a dozen or so women. Standing up for Roy Moore. The dynamics are wonderful. The articles are everywhere. And no matter what, the Republican Party, man, I'm, I'm, they're losing ground. The Republican Party now gets to be known as the party of segregationist bigots who date teenagers. That's the Republican Party. And believe me, I know a bunch of Republicans who hate this. I know. Who aren't that. But that's their party. They're the party of Donald Trump. They're the party of racism. And what's so amazing, they've been losing points. But you know what's equally amazing? What is that? For all the points they have been losing, the Democrats haven't gained one point. Oh, no, 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 no. This and they're not, not because... Not yeah, because Schumer, you know, no offense, Nancy yeah. Pelosi and Schumer. No, 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 no. I don't know. No. They're not inspiring my support. I don't know about you all. No. The Democrats, I am not, a, I'm an indie. And the Democrats are not... Subs- really inspiring my support. And like I said, I'm, I'm one of the people who've been advocating a total abandonment of the two-party system. I think it's a joke. Go back and look at the numbers. You know they've been almost 50-50 within a 5 to 10-point spread 
for the, almost the damn entire existence. Right. Which tells you already it's bullshit. Let me ask you something. Just, to, just from a perspective of an individual and a person based on society and the norms and everything. And I always will ask this question. You know, do we get stronger, smarter, and wiser throughout the lifespan of our, our time on this planet? Or is there diminished returns where all of a sudden we've already peaked physically, mentally, and consciously? And all of a sudden there's the other side where there's dwindling returns. I would like to know where the, as a person who's just going, look, Victor, if I had to take a stab at it, I think we're at our best at about 35, 40. Try to tell me that these are the best thinkers when you're at 70 plus, 60 something. I mean, traditionally, I just, that's I just, not the case. I would like to know because it helps my Traditionally, it's not the case. But maybe at 61, I can tell you that my priorities are different. My priorities have changed. But my ability to explain those priorities may have decreased. <laughs> right, no, that's not what I'm talking about. Wait a minute. I saw. I, saw. I might need a nap. <laughs> see, I might need a nap first. I'm not trying to laugh. Or any of that. Uh, see, I just want to know. Okay, everybody has parents, right? We all have relatives. Don't we sit there when we're around them, as smart as they can be, as legacy makers and everything? <sighs> They're mostly stuck in a time warp. Do you find that that's the case? I'm waiting to see if that happens to me. My mother has reached a point where she almost has made that decision where they don't want to learn anything new. Now, I'm not sure everybody does that. It certainly appears to be common. I know a bunch of people that are like in their 40s who act like they've... Like, learning is stressful. Like, wow, shit, dude. I've, like, learned everything I want to learn. Because this learning is wearing my ass out. So they at 40, they decide to, from this point on, be dumb. Right. Or not learn anything else. You can debate whether that's dumb. So I don't know what to tell you. I have a bunch of friends. It's a divine. Watch. See what group you're in. Okay. As you get older, you get to a point where you just decide you can't learn anything else. I don't know. I haven't hit that point. Okay. But I am certainly around a bunch of other people who have. Some, I get my mom, she's over, she's 84 years old. Okay. But even still, I wonder if I would be like that at 84. I think I probably won't, but we'll see. If, but okay. other folks, like we said, 40 and 50, right, Vic? We know uh, some of our friends, and you know who you are, can't figure out a cell phone. Tell you the truth, I tell them. Of all the stuff you've had to do in your life, all the hurdles, all the challenges, you mean the one thing that can whip your ass is a mobile phone? You you can't learn a mobile phone. You That's just too challenging. And I give him a well, look. That, well, and the look I give him is just like this big, too. Like, I understand. It's a look that behind the look goes, you're stupid. You're really stupid. But, okay. but it looks like this. Okay. <laughs> okay. Let me let me let me do it. Let me even it out on this because I understand the technology, and I'm 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 literally going to say what is the first thought that comes in your mind because I truly believe you don't use apology, just your natural inclination of how you feel. There's two events going on. There's no three. There's A, B, and C. A, you walk in. You you at your hottest. You walk into A. And A, most of everybody at the time that you're in right now, they're mostly in their mid-20s at most. 
You walk into B, they're mostly closer to your age, maybe a few years younger. And then you walk into C, and they're all like 65 and older. When you walk into the event, what is the first thing you think when you walk into the A event when it's younger? Party, sex. Can you keep up? Can you keep up? Yeah, right. Now, if you walk into your event, you feel like I have, that's, we relatable. Do you want to keep up? <laughs> Right. And the I'm, next group, they, they call out the burial suite. Okay. And the last group, the C group, the wise, all wonderful, history, a lot behind them, legacy, development, will tell you about the times. And you walk in there. What is the first thing you think when you walk in the yeah. door? <laughs> See this? No, I'm just kidding. No, but the point is, all old folks ain't the same. No, Mac, I, Mac puts in Facebook, says at 78, he falls asleep during foreplay. <laughs> And Mac is the one who told us, he said, you can have as much sex as you want as you get older, as long as you can stand the sight of someone your own age naked. Right. Which is challenging. Right. (laughs) Which is challenging. See, listen, (laughs) all I'm saying is this. It's, It's a lot of people can reflect an energy as being a sponge. And age may be relative and it may not be. But some people act like they want to get old fast. Some people want to stay as young as possible. And some people say, hey, look, I can do both. I can can move in this area over here, but I'm very open to where things are going progressively. And I like that choice where I says you don't have to try to not to act your age. You just have to have an open mind and not block every time what you don't do anymore. Don't let that get in the oh, fucking exactly. way. Don't tell me all the things that you don't want to exactly. do anymore. Don't, don't Go, start off I'll saying, give you a phone I number. Call 911 and tell them, you know what? I don't want to do this anymore. See if they help you. That's our suggestion. Don't start off by saying what you won't do. Right. Just like those women. Before you get started, let me say, if you A, don't have a job, B, baby mama, C. All this shit is when they first, first thing they got to tell you is what they don't want. Right. What they don't know is turning a bunch of us off. I'm at the get-go. Like, well, you don't have to worry about me, sister girl. <laughs> why, why, there you Cause, go. Cause, well, I mean, I'm just saying whoever it is. Well, I'm just it's, saying. it's not just a woman thing. And a man no, I'm thing. just saying a, if you're going to be negative, you're going to run into those kind of things. I do point out Mac because at 78, right. at least he's doing 3D. He just learned. Right. I understand. Absolutely. Video editing and animation Listen, at 78. You know what? You really sit no, there. come on. You think about it because when you're younger and you're coming up, and everything is flying and flowing. You're learning, you're embracing, getting empowered, better job, getting your car, dating, everything, traveling. You don't spend a lot of time talking about what you won't do and what you don't want to do. Notice how, as age, people use that as a fundamental block. Well, you know, I've I gone through a to. lot. Oh, by the way, well, I'm going to tell you what I'm not going to do. I said, so you're taking the power of the, those experiences and letting those people put that imprint on you. You shouldn't do that. You should just leave those things alone and say, let me tell you what I like to do. Don't give me anything about what you don't want to do. I'm not that person. I'm sorry. So I'm just going to be nice about it, man. So, hey, with the Roy Moore thing, they're stuck in a time warp. And, they, and, and they're, going to, they're going to hold on even if it means they say, look, well, this is our, this is our legacy. You're not going to change our mind. That small group is going to stay there. No and like I tell everybody when I am asked to discuss things like that where people are stuck. I said the good news and the bad news is that, unfortunately or fortunately, whichever way you want to take it, one day they'll be dead. (laughs) One day they'll all be gone. (laughs) So everybody who has these point of view will have passed on. And that's just the truth. So maybe they will take it to their grave, but God damn it, it damn sure is going to the grave. (laughs) 
<laughs> you can take it with you, and if you're proud of that, bye-bye. Me. Get either busy living or get busy dying, get out the way, you know. whatever. Well, you know. That's, that is the way the world goes. Yes. All right. Well, Issue number two, and I have three today. American Airlines has responded to the NAA travel, travel advisory with promises to make change. What am I talking about? American Airlines had a unique, unique position of being identified by the NAACP as an airline that treated black folks negatively. Mm-hmm. And a bunch of reports. They actually had made the mistake of American Airlines of messing with the wrong passenger. <laughs> And they had a sister there who was very well connected legally in her position. And she took it to another level. Yes, she did. And so now American Airlines has been forced to respond. And people who work at American Airlines started all the social media whispering. They, oh, yeah, they're racist. They're really racist. So they're having to call in their whole corporate culture. Which, right. which, which what that really means, Vic, is they have to notify all their administrators. Well, the public now knows all of you all are racist. <laughs> So we say change our corporate culture. What we're really meaning usually is get rid of all the racist old white men at the top. (laughs) That's usually what it means. To get some other white folks, usually men or women who are not racist. Because usually the restructuring doesn't include that many people of color. You may get one or two to come in and head up a commission. Right. Right. (laughs) But in general, it means getting full of the old, overtly racist, backwards, misogynist, Yep. Old white men. Right. To get some newer white folks <laughs> with a few Asians and a scarce black or Latino person in there to add right. some flavor. And the, first of because all, because they, they, they said they would have told them. They would have known it was racist because the right. black people said, shh, don't do that. Right. It's racist. Yeah. Yeah. No, look, the airline industry is already fraught with not having the reputation of squeezing everything out of you that they can. So it's not like they had this overwhelming culture of servicing you without you having to already go through delays as if you're in a traffic jam just to be there for the security and all the other reasons. So they already didn't have a a, a good reputation across the board. But you do know, given time, people who are empowered and who tend to say, if I let this go by, then I'm just passing the buck. And most of the time, people are having a lot of numerous bad experiences. I've, I've seen several stories relatable to this once it came out about different things. May not necessarily be racist, but it's just bad customer service in general. So they, they're already suffering from this right now. All it means is this, is if all of a sudden things start going into a legal precedent, you just have your airfares um, hiked. <laughs> At the end of the day, they just know how to, that's all they do. All right, in our weekly Trump disaster update, the big talk going on right now as the administration does everything it can to gear up, to discredit. Isn't it amazing how Mueller hasn't said anything, really, but they're trying super hard to discredit him before he even gets started to say anything, which is amazing, which shows you. I'm amazed at the people, but remember their names. That's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to write down store all the names of the assholes out there who are coming out supporting the president. Right. But I want to be able to throw that in their face. Right. I believe that's totally fun. Right. Reasonable. You should be able to throw this. I believe in public shaming. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah. So you're not cutting off a limb. You're not lynching them. Right. Public shaming. 
So I make a note of all the folks that are supporting the president because I want to be able to say, I told you so. But any Bannon has warned Trump that he's getting, quote unquote, happy talk from his lawyers and should be more aggressive. Now, in my opinion, there's a couple of reasons for this, which all will lead to the more to the president's downfall. The president is difficult to work with. So when he's stressed out, he's even more difficult to work with. So the attorneys want him to be in a good state. The attorneys want him to be happy. Happy. Yeah. Because when he's not happy, what does he do? He tweets. And then the tweets make everything worse, which makes him worse. So now, Bannon says that Trump is getting happy talk from his lawyers. Well, the lawyers probably keep him from trying to keep him from tweeting. Because they get to spend all their time catching up on his tweets. They can't get to the other stuff. So they want, and, I, and actually I told you, I want Trump on the happy side. He's got his finger on the button. Until he, you guys get his ass out of office, he's, he is the single commander of our armed forces. Yeah. You understand that? Yeah. There's no one to validate his decisions. None. There's no one who says that's okay. Right. He could just say, I have a bad morning. Melania won't give me any, and I'm going to blow up North Korea. Yeah. Because I had a rough morning. <laughs> he could. That's why I want him to be in a good state. <laughs> Everything he needs. I hope he gets all of it. Melania, take care <laughs> yeah. of Cheeto. Take not, care of him because we be don't. Enough. Yeah, it may not be enough. May he might have to get enough. some Hope Hicks. Yeah, man. <laughs> Hey, look. <laughs> so the president is getting happy talk from his lawyers. He is overconfident. And to be truthful with you all, as we enter the new year, I actually prefer him being that way. Oh, yeah. Let's give it to him for that. Yeah. yeah give, him, give him hope. That's the good news. The bad news and the other shit. And Vic got the final word. He said... Give them hope. Give them hope. Hope Hicks. Give them hope. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, we're going to be coming right back from Marijuana for Dummies. Mm. You know how we love that. Yeah. Now, where's my... I wanted to play drunk. Where's my drunk in a smoky bar? Because sometimes you want to... Okay, so I love this record. Drunk. Where am I? Drunk. Knee. R. Drunk in a smoky bar, drinking an Imperial Porter mix because this track, you guys, and people were asking about it at this show. They were like, Mario, that track, Drunk in a Smoky Bar, drinking an Imperial Porter mix. Hell yeah, man. All day. We'll be right back with some marijuana for dummies. Enjoy this music, it's free. When you walked away, it was a saddest day That the world has known Shattered my heart and left me with pieces Of a broken home Now you say you need me Standing at the door Asking if you can come in And I can't sing
at Smoky Bar drinking an Imperial Porter mix. One of the many Creative Commons tracks you can go get for free. You can go get it for free legally. Share it with your friends legally and these artists are just retaining their right for any commercial use. Go get it. I love that record. I've I've been known to play it ten times in a row. Hmm. Drunk in a Smoky Bar drinking an Imperial Porter mix. Are you ready to talk about some weed? Stay the same. You start each morning with a cup of coffee every day. Maybe hit the snooze, turn on the local news, but nothing good comes from a one sided point of view. Dummies resisting. That's right, I know we deserve it. Resisting the miseducation of marijuana. Well, Vic, it's getting to be countdown time in California. Everybody's waiting right. for the new year. Yeah. But it does not look like things are ready for the I mean, one of the ways you could tell was that if everything was really set up. For a January 1st rollout for recreational marijuana in California, you would already see ads. I already said it was going to be hot, in a face of ads versus just general ads, right? Well, no ads. In other words, I haven't seen any advertising for any New Year's events. None whatsoever. With marijuana. That's right. the first thing. So there, as far as I know, right? I haven't seen any big push on marijuana New Year's events. Where at midnight, recreational marijuana becomes the law. Now, a lot of that has to do with the buying. Right. Because you're already allowed to possess. True. But obviously, the commerce hasn't jumped off because there are no ads. There are no parties. There's no events. 
There's new. There's no establishments, and supposedly everybody's just waiting because there's monies involved. Of course, for rents, you know, real estate, especially here in Los Angeles and Los Angeles, the rent, your rent on your business is going to be costing you. You want to make sure you can open your doors if you got to pay rent right. on that building, and depending on where you are, right. that rent could be high. But isn't that? I mean, if I'm Okay, would it be kind of, maybe it's just me. I thought that's to be expected. I mean, aren't you building in these contingencies of these considerations that, it's like going to get a car, Mar, you know this. Somebody say, here's the base or list price, and it may be 21000 But you and I know once you leave and once you get all the other things that you want in, in your car, it's going to bump up five or ten grand because of all the additional features. So I'm thinking when they get in there, they've already built in these contingencies that, hey, look, what's our budget allocation and miscellaneous, which are the unknown factor? If they haven't built that in, then they should wait anyway. Well, that's what it looks like, you guys. It's now December 11th, right? Right. It ain't happening, right? And it doesn't look, I'm just, and I'm asking even the non-marijuana people, if you look around, do you see signs of any marijuana things hitting yet? Cost money. That, that tells you that it's the money. Yeah, it's the money. That's being affected. Right. And, as, and, the running, and let me tell you, part of it has to do with some of the issues, Vic, that came up in previous shows. Like for one, and this is maybe one of the biggest ones, where do people smoke? Yeah. Now, the natural thing people want to say is at home. What if you don't have a home. Right. You don't own a home. You don't own a home. Maybe your apartment building because your apartment Condo. owner gets to say yeah. no marijuana. Yeah. Okay. Do they get to say those things? Because that's the kind of stuff that's happening. Yeah. You know. Um, the right to choose. Is that? The right to choose, right. to use. All of those things are still being issues and you can find yourself in court. You. It looks like no one's going to ever let you smoke in your parked car. You are a or let's just as well. Let's what if you're not even operating a car? Right. What if you go take your weed to your friend's car who's still in the party and you sit in his car with the windows rolled up, smoking weed, and here come the cops knocking on the window? See, in Las <laughs> Vegas, that's a $600 fine, right? We don't know what it's going to be in Los Angeles. True. But these are the things that have got to be taken into consideration. Okay. Where can you smoke? See, that's why I was one of the ones who were in favor of the Amsterdam setup. Right. right. Even though they also had their schizophrenic areas. That the, the, the idea of the coffee shop. Yeah, no, I guess. Lounges you. or marijuana lounges where you can go and have refreshments or whatever. Right. Uh, and have marijuana. Let me ask you this. With this. I wonder how this is affecting downwind as far as policing. Because I'm, I'm assuming that the same manpower resources for policing, it's not going to in increase with this now being the added thing that you have to do oversight on. So it, would it be stretching the resources of oversight? Who's going to be doing the oversight and who's going to handle all that? Because now we're talking about who's the right people to determine to follow all the rules and are the policing agents, whomever, the law, 
now having to go through tutorials to, to that here's the well, do's probably and don'ts. So. so even though one can make the argument that it's supposed to be so lucrative for right. the local governments, Vic. Yeah. In other words, they're supposed to make so much money yeah. that it should be able to pay for the policing of it, the administration of it, all of that, right. and then give you fantastic profits even after that. Do you believe in that theory that all the money in the coffers are going to exactly what it's directed to, or do you believe it goes where they want you to believe it's going to? Oh, we know it's all where they... They lie to you. They'll piss in your head and tell you it's rain. That's what I'm saying, bro. So don't trust anything. That's why I'm bringing this up because obviously there's things, there's certain conclusions that we can we can draw at this point. Right. One, that they're not ready. Okay. That they're not ready. Uh, that they will be continuing to get ready. Okay. So some of their inability to be ready has to do with their reluctance to confront Okay. Certain issues, which are part of it. Right. They're, they're big issues to be confronted, both in the local governments mm-hmm. and other places, but their unwillingness to do that right. or to have, to me, real talk, right. real public talk, okay. slows up the process. So we can find ourselves essentially, what, three weeks away? True. Or less than three weeks away. I'm about to call. And, and we still don't know what the stuff's going to be. I got to call a 30 second role play, bro. I'm the police. You're sitting in your car. I'm pulling you over for a second. Oh, you mean I'm not? I mean I'm driving? Yes, you're driving. Oh, if I'm driving, it's and, different. No, but you are in your car, and you're sitting in front of your house. No, am I driving, though? No, no, no. You're just sitting in front That's of your house. That's why I say, because it makes a difference. That's one right. is operating a vehicle. Vehicle, right. But and one is sitting in a car. Right, you're sitting in your car. With the engine turned <laughs> off. <laughs> I'm like, this is great. You're well, doing- I mean, because I remember being I, I in a know. car in D.C. and the cop right. told me, walked up to me That's- in my car and said, don't turn don't on the engine because your plates are expired. I'm yeah. going to ticket you. Right. And I'm trying to be nice. Right. If you turn on your engine, right. now you're operating <laughs> right. the car. Right. And I just sat there like, <laughs> froze. Said, okay, I was like glad he said, he said, don't turn on the car. So, so let me just say, you're saying we're sitting in the car. So you already did the role play. Right. <laughs> you were to see. So role- I got to know if the engine's running or not. <laughs> right. So my whole point was, you're at the beckoning of the person who's going, see, I was going to do this. Can I see your driver's license, please? Then you get, he says, okay, are you smoking marijuana? What's your answer? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Let me see. Get your address. Oh. You live here, huh? Yep. A little highbrow black brother, right? The highest. <laughs> see, I, got, I got the Cochran firm on speed dial. <laughs> see, that's what I'm saying. See, I'm only saying. My, I got the, and, my, and I got family at the DA. Would the, would yes, you, so by the you being identified as living here, would it change his scope? Yes. Absolutely. And I show, that's, that's why I pay these taxes. <laughs> That's true. It's supposed to change you. <laughs> right. So you can say, oh, this one, the affluent Negroes, we better. <laughs> first of all, they listen to how you speak. That's right. They know how they know what you are in the first, even though, unfortunately, the people who don't speak that way don't get it. Right. But they have sized you up in the first, first 15 uh, easy, seconds. Easy. Once you start with that holdy do shit, <laughs> they know they have a dumb one. Holdy do Oh, holdy do Stop, man. Why you want okay, to I'm just what saying. About, what about the if smart start, but they, the other end of the spectrum I'm just saying, is don't. a smart-ass, young, young or middle-aged person who just go like, you know, I'm going to throw in my, my face who what I do. You can. Life, and what will that do? Take, get you to jail, usually. <laughs> See, in today's world, it's a little bit better. The world we came up with, 
you really couldn't do shit to the no, police. Man. Yeah, but see, so but, now it's a little different day. They got to have cameras, even though they always have them all. <laughs> Wait a minute. Do they They're get a fine? To have cameras. Do they get a fine when they turn off the cameras? I, as far as I know, no. No, they don't get a fine. All right. It hasn't been agreed on. Yet. Yeah. Why would fine? So, right. All right. You're right. So the question right. is, where do we smoke? Don't smoke in the car. That's my take home. Okay. Wherever you are so far, it doesn't seem to make any difference what state. Right. None of them are letting you smoke in the car. Oh, right. See? Okay? Right. So then it's a matter of how much of a fine. Right. And then the question will be, and to be answered still, is where do we smoke? Hey, location, 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 right? That's why I was doing the location that says, oh, you're here, right? Hmm. Okay. Perspective change. Go inside the house. <laughs> right. I would not sit in front of my house smoking <laughs> marijuana. I would go in the house. <laughs> That's it, right? See, some of y'all are like, huh? Hey, man. Huh? Talk, man. Now, I might be in my backyard, but that's in my backyard. Like, right. we had marijuana at the events. Right. That's legal in California. It's legal for me to buy marijuana right. and give it away. Right. So, it's legal to give it away. I just think people need to read people carefully. People 21 and older. Yeah, a lot of people are not going to dig down deep into what you can and cannot do. They're going to assume that and they, they can go chill. to jail. I know. Or get a but but let's ticket. but let's just say this. Let's just be fair. Let, let's just be fair. The enriched neighborhoods will probably not have to suffer by drive-bys who are going to be messing with them. No, because, because in Beverly Hills, <laughs> they'll roll up on a white boy smoking his car and play that. Oh, we don't see that. You shouldn't do that, Bob. <laughs> Why is your name got to be Bob? Biff, what, what, Scooter. Oh. All right, Scooter. You're <laughs> I'm just saying, if it's Jamal and he's smoking in Beverly, the first question is, what are you doing here? Right, see. And then after you... Anyone now, there, maybe if any, you can prove why you there, if you might get that treatment, but if, you have to prove it. If they're don't driving, start with the whole do talk If either. they're driving anywhere in those neighborhoods, they know they're subsequently going to be questioning someone who's empowered Period. So you just won't see it. The only time it's going to happen if somebody says, I see a strange vehicle <laughs> that's not normal. Report it like, other than that, the cruising, let's find out who's parked illegally in Bel Air and Beverly Hills. The, mm, I'm just questioning that you probably we'll won't see that randomly. I don't know. Well, we had some input. Brenda, hi, Brenda. Brenda Alexander wrote in on Facebook. She said, uh, What about educating your audience on buying marijuana stocks? Because Brenda's pushing some. No, the only reason, Brenda, is I'm still making up my mind. First of all, you have to understand, on the get-go, I have a personal bias against stocks. Yeah, source. You we can talk source. about this. We can talk yeah. about the, let me tell you, when you realize my age. So I've been through the stocks up and down. Right. The whole emergence. Right, right. When they went from people actually being able to control right. their retirement income. And their keos and IRAs and being able to invest them. I was there when that happened. Right. So because of that, I have a special attitude towards stocks. Right. Because most people don't know enough about stocks to invest. They have to do it on the basis of trust of right. the people doing it. Right. So that's why I haven't been educating people about marijuana stocks because I have to plead ignorant. I don't know enough about it. Right. And even though right now I own stocks. And in some ways, I was smart. Like, I got Amazon stock right, from right. the way, way back. back. Right. Yeah. So, you know. I had Apple stock. Right. 
from way back. And Amazon starts from way yeah. back before my mama ever knew Amazon. Right. Now, and I also had some other stocks that weren't quite so. MP3.com, I got screwed on stock. So, anyway, I'm not one to, I'm not a proponent of stocks, period. Right. No, I feel you. I just don't know enough. And for those of you, that's a wonderful question, Brenda. Thank you. Uh, and I know you are, Brenda. <laughs> Brenda's so funny. We had one day we had to say, and that's why I give you special credit. Special credit. That's one of Irvin's. Uh, but I give her special credit. Right? Okay. okay. Thank you, Brenda, too. But Brenda, I will be pointing out to people, other folks, if you're going to be the expert on marijuana stocks, then we, you know, we, we've got to get you involved with some uh, <laughs> promotion. Uh, absolutely. Everybody, sing along. Times are changing, but some things stay the same. You start each morning with a cup of coffee every day. Cup of coffee every day. Maybe hit the snooze, turn on the local news. Start off with the weed. Nothing good comes from a one-sided point of view. Dummies, recurring segment. We're going to be coming right back with some sports. Get some hot picks. Get ready. I got to give you some more coffee. Mm. More coffee. M O
What's up, peeps? Hey, a little pause for the calls. Mario's going to come right back in a minute. He's about to lead you guys in where we go talk about the sports. Heads up on this because I'm not going to cover it in the beginning. I'm just going to give a shout out to those in the college basketball fans where the number one and two teams went down. Kansas, uh, number two and Duke. So they're going to shuffle the polls again. So it's not much to talk about. Once they're down, they're down. Michigan State seems like they're in position to go up and take over the number one position. Shouts to Arizona State. Everybody's talked about how they're going to sit back and be a comer because they are not fully loaded with all their healthy players, but they handed Kansas some whoop ass in that. So I couldn't cover the college segment. So I'm just doing a recognition for it because it's not in my current segment. Mostly this is going to all be football and can't worry about the basketball right now. It's, you know, right now, pro basketball is no hot stories in there right now. It's still too early. So in the meantime, I just wanted to give a little shout out to the college basketball fans and then let you know that I will be covering. You guys should already know this anyway. You know, the bowls start this week. Bet you can't figure out which bowl is the one you should watch. First of all, you got to get used to these new damn bowls. So in the meantime, I'll wait a little bit. So I just wanted to give you a teaser at the same time. Get ready to transition. Mario, you got your coffee, man? I've got my coffee. All right. And more importantly, I use the restroom. All right. Now we're time for the sports. I got my sports bra and my jock strap. I feel you. We're ready. Are you ready? Get ready. Here's the sports. Everybody. Here's Vic.
<sighs> Let me give Mario a second here because the, this is this is a difficult one because I, I I'm going to premise this. Mario, you're a, you're you're a professional sports athlete. I don't care if it's basketball, soccer, football, whatever. Bowling doesn't matter as long as it has fans that are watching you partake in your favorite thing or whatever you do. Sooner or later, you're going to find that you're the enemy. If you're if you're best at what you do, they hate you. If you always win, they come to want to have somebody win against you. So if all of a sudden somebody whoops your ass, they can't wait to cheer it on, right? Exactly. So do you feel, before I even get into the subject, do you feel that if somebody goes out of bounds, say if you're bowling, and somebody attaches a heavy object to a can, throws it at you and hits you, do you restrain because you're a professional athlete and it's the best thing to do? Or do you say, hey, let me go handle my business with that person who did it? What, what, does you, what would you think emotionally what you would do first? Not logically, emotionally. Well, emotionally, you may want to strike out, but that's where logic is supposed to, right. to, to jump in. Right. I mean, there's a lot of reasons. Your woman might say something you don't like, and emotionally you may want to slap her. No, not me. But your logic may tell you <laughs> not me. that's wrong, that's negative. So, right. so, in other words, what I'm suggesting, your boss may say something, and you may want to kick him in the butt, but you may know that's not the best right. way to handle it. So, in other words, we often have thoughts right. that are violent or whatever, but part of adulthood is being able to have those thoughts and know how to not act upon it. So when you give it what we call impulse control, so if you actually don't have impulse control, Mm -hmm. you're a child okay, or just stupid. All right. Well, we're going to do a rating on the power of the wall compels you. If you know that line, if some of you guys know I bit from something, I'm not going to date myself. The power of the wall compels you. Now. That sounds like an evil chant from the exorcist. The power of the wall compels you. The power of the wall compels you. You see, role plays in full effect right now, man. You're already doing it. Okay. Gets a little weird out there. Right. The title of my segment is Throw a Beer, Get a Fan. We usually don't get to see this, though, but when it's on TV and you get to see it, it's one thing when all of a sudden somebody tosses something, it's ice. You know, ice can be thick, it can be hard, and coming from a distance, it could hurt a little bit. But when you actually see a can or a bottle coming towards the camera and it's intended for another individual, you actually are in that moment where that individual is going, I'm already talking smack to you guys. Now here comes this other object. So I call this throw a beer, get a fan, and... Rather than to sit back and endorse, go get the fan. We're going to find out, should we endorse the power of the wall? Ratings. What's the chances that this wonderful Seattle Seahawk, Quentin Jefferson, big lineman, made it over the wall? What's the chances that if he was let go to continue, did he traverse the wall? If he did traverse the wall, would they have gained tackled him fandom the best thing is should he have failed against the wall all i know <laughs> that's all i'm saying man. he shouldn't have been able to do any of those it doesn't like he could scale the wall <laughs> or climb the wall and this is assume he does get over the wall all right all i know is i remember 
my old man would told me when I became a physician. Right. Those days you getting in fights and knocking somebody in the face are over, over. right? Right. Because all they need to do is fall down and be hurt. So all I know is some NFL player right. was to run up on me. <laughs> I'd fall down. <laughs> right. Right. And I'd just be thinking about how I'm suing his ass. Right. So you think he, he got plenty of money to pay. Right. right. So that moment of, you know, I'm trying to think $1 million, Right. Two billion, right. or is it just five hundred thousand? Right. But you know you're gonna get some money. Right. The best thing that happened, so right? There you go. The best look here. I, see, I like this look because you have the man behind him, you know, brother with the gray shirt, going, "I'm literally right now saving cheese that's gonna come out of your pockets." The most valuable player right now is that that brother, and I'm gonna say a brother because he's just a brother. It has nothing to do with culture or anything like he's a brother sitting up here going let me rescue you from this because long term when your emotion dips back down to normal you're gonna feel it in the pocket so they're thinking about actually uh penalizing him for the attempt to go over the wall so it leads to my question here's the thing if you attempt to go over the wall should you be fined yeah the fines are meant to prevent any any behavior that could be embarrassing to the league. Right. So if you keep that in mind, just, everything's a fine that don't make them look good. Right. So, yeah, that's a fine. Okay. That's exactly what they don't want is Quentin climbing the wall. <laughs> right. Hey, Quentin, ask them for the top ten things they don't want. Number nine will be Clinton. <laughs> Quentin, whatever you Climbing the wall. Just climb the wall. Nobody climbing the wall, okay? Well, here's the part that makes it worse, you guys. Here's the part that makes it worse. I'm not giving you all of the story. You guys can go read it if you want. But yeah. actually, he tried to climb the wall after he was ejected on the field of play. So he's attempting to climb the wall after he was ejected. So it really is null and void. That's, That's even worse. So yeah, even if you're, you're right. You're in the wrong. Now, it's different if it was during the game because they'll probably come to protect him and say, oh, you didn't make it over the wall. You're good. But they're going, you were supposed to, you were supposed to leave the field. That's where they're going to get him. So, you yeah. don't have the luxury. To, let's put it like this. If someone appears in your front lawn doing the same crap, <laughs> right. Quentin, right. Quentin, don't even climb don't the porch. Climb the wall. Call the don't police. Because now you're in that group, believe it or not, even as a black man. Right. You're now in the group where you get treated like a white man. You have a lot of money. <laughs> right. You could actually call the police, Quentin, and they'll come to serve you. Yeah. They really will. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so. I just that's want, why, and that's what they want you to do. They don't want you to attack. They don't want you to solve it. Right. Now, if they break in your house, you can pull an LL Cool J on them. <laughs> you can just whip their ass and just claim all kind of shit. But if they're outside the house, right. I don't know. The power of the wall The compel- power of the wall compels you. you. <laughs> all right. All right. Repeat so, after us. All right. All right. We're going to go over to the next one. This one, I'm just shaking my head over this one. Okay. Because I saw this and I was going... Oh, he's got to go. Well, very easy. Welcome to Health and Welfare First. Isn't that the brand for the NFL? Health and Welfare. Houston Texans QB Tom Savage twitches and returns. When I say twitch and return, 
Savage was injured without about nine minutes remaining in the second quarter of the Houston's 26-16 loss when he was driven to the ground on a hit by Elvis Doomerville. Replays showed Savage looking dazed after his head hit the ground with both of his arms shaking and lifted upward. Tom Savage was cleared to re-enter Sunday's game against the San Francisco 49ers for one series after sustaining a concussion. Raising questions about the NFL's procedures for evaluating such injuries during the game. And the coach still says he made the right decision. Everybody said this. It's on national TV. Literally watching this man's hands do like this. It was, and his eyes rolling back in the head. Oh, he's gone. Goes to the tent. Goes underneath. Come back. Play again. Wise or yeah, unwise? I can, well, this is, first of all, the coach is not the one in today's world who makes that decision. They have a team of doctors. Now, and in that case, whoever their doctors are were incompetent. Okay, I don't have any trouble saying it, incompetent. All right, because it's these type of neurological occurrences are very well described after yeah. trauma. Yeah. So they actually don't have a bad, they actually have a good long-term prognosis, Vic. In other mm-hmm. words, when you get involved in acute head trauma, right. boom, and have a seizure wow. out of that, wow. that still has a good prognosis. Most, is- most, is on, most of those people do not go on to have any kind of really permanent effects mm-hmm. of the injury. Wow. Let's assume if they don't bleed or have any, let's assume they have just a seizure at that time. Right. So the prognosis is good. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, almost every ER I know would observe this person right. for some length of time. In today's world, he would get he would get an MRI. Right. Okay. CT, MRI, usually MRI, and then be observed. Mm-hmm. And a neurologic consult, possibly. All right. Just for that. But that's evidence. That's a well-described thing. And I can tell you, as a pediatrician who worked emergency as a hospitalist, you'd be done for the season in high school football. That's right. You don't even get to play again this year. Which tells you... Well, because we're seeing effects of people long-term. That's what people didn't know. People didn't know before when I was in training... People didn't think that these things had the long-term consequences. That's the new news. Now right. it looks like even some of the more minor ones right. can have long-term Term. consequences. Absolutely. We don't know. So that was absolute incompetence by the doctors who were working for the team, and they should be fired. <laughs> wait a minute. Wait. wait. Let me and you can tell them Dr. Mario Hemsley said so. I didn't think I was going to get that Board-certified pediatrician. <laughs> Fire their ass. That's right. Wait a minute. Okay. Fire I, them. Here's a question that Mario asked me off off <laughs> off the show. Fire he, them. He asked me, he said, Victor, you know, when they have when they have an injured player and they go to the sidelines, what's in the tent? Yeah, what's in the tent? You know what the tent is for? Just to keep you from seeing what they're doing. It's just stupid to me. I guess it's supposed to be the idea of privacy. It's the idea. See, someone thought, some executive thought this shit up. They're in the meeting. What do we do? We got to, and we don't want them to examine it with everybody watching. The doctor said, I don't want anybody watching while I examine them. They might see me do some incompetent shit. So that's what they're all afraid of covering their ass. So the doctor, everybody doesn't want you to see them examine the player just in case they don't do shit right. So they put a tent. A tent. Take his ass in the side. What's in the tent? Just take, take. I can tell you. I know what's in the tent, Mario. I know what's in the tent. A table. A table. 
He has a table, it's a and, table a and a doctor and probably a little lamp and maybe a little <laughs> place, a little hey a little uh, aromatherapy and shit. <laughs> See, and maybe some soft music. Oh, you decide to tend to guy. Wait a minute, I'm gonna tell you the funny one. Let me tell you. Wait a minute, let me tell you this. The tent's so small that I forgot which game I was watching. A player was questioned, uh, injured, I believe, temporarily. Went in the tent. Another player got injured. Couldn't go in the tent. He had to wait for the other one to come out. So while you were injured, standing out waiting. like the regular ER. That's like the regular ER, though. Well, That's regular I, ER. How do you know that my condition is not we more don't. important That's than the like person's the regular ER. What's, you in the, to, what's in the tent, man? You Until you get evaluated, you're on your own. That's the way it is in the regular ER. Why should it be any different? Roll into the ER right now and see what order they see you in. I'm okay. Sorry. Now, if you walk in, you're already in a certain group because you can walk in. I'm going to make a serious ones ain't walking in. We're going to get an upgrade, you guys. <laughs> bigger tent. Let's get a bigger tent. Get a big. We have a big ass tent on the sideline. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. Stupid. I'm, <laughs> <it's> stupid. <laughs> See, I knew it was going to hit you because no, it's, it was. It's, it, it is. I trained with some stupid doctors too, man. I'm yeah, gonna, and believe me, they got dude. some stupid ones out there. Okay, oh, man. And that's the right word, stupid. I, I just want to know. I want somebody to have one of those <laughs> secret cameras Shit. and peek into the tent. I want to know what's in the tent. All right, let's go to the next one, dude. <laughs> Take this up. Okay, I got to hit this because you know everybody knows that the, the NFC is playing so they can go against Tom Brady and the Patriots. That's why you don't see no excitement over in the AFC. And everybody knows Pittsburgh cannot win with that defense that gives up all those points the way they do. So my question, or actually, this is my statement. Hello, Patriots. It's not the Pittsburgh Steelers to fear. I have two teams that I think they have to fear because they have the right makeup. And if we had to pick the team that probably has the Better chance of winning. We're going to check it out and see what the factors are. So let's go to my first choice because this team is made up defensively in a way that to me reminds me of the old Baltimore Ravens. That's the Jacksonville Jaguars. They're already leading in their division. Now, what they don't have, they got Blake Bortles. They don't have a Tom Brady. They don't have an overpowering offense, but they got a defense that the, the four guys, they wreak havoc and their secondary is tough. It's those things that work against Tom Brady's efficiency. Now, what they lack is experience and that time where Bill Belichick will scheme around their lack of experience. So you, what you have going against them is that they haven't been there before. Now, before I give any input on you, Mario, I want to go to the second choice, and then we'll see who we would like to pick. My favorite choice, not because I'm L.A., is the Chargers. And the reason why, the one thing that can neutralize a team is a seasoned quarterback. And Phillip Rivers is fourth in the league in passing yards. And he's been, in the, he's been, in, the, he's been in the trenches over and over again. He kids. With his family matters, man. <laughs> that shows you how strong he is. What, he wait. got eight kids. kids I'd be scared of man, his ass with eight kids. Dude, he's been there, and yeah, he has a family. He's a disciplined, he, he, yes, he is. Long-term, yes, he is. Gunslinger. So my my point, leader is, of a quarterback. Now let me just give you this. LA, Hall of Fame. He's going LA, in the Hall of Fame. L.A. is not in the position of leading the wild card spot nor the division. 
they're literally tied with Kansas City, but Kansas City has the advantage, so they're leading in the division. The road to it is that the Chargers' defense, see, is Jacksonville has the defense, but right there next to them is the Chargers. The difference between Jacksonville, they don't have an, they don't have a, 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 a Rivers, so we don't even know if the L.A. Chargers can get into the playoffs. If they do, you do not want to see this team. And my pick is if they get there, they do not want to see the Chargers because Rivers is has no they has no fear, and they have the experience. So if if I had to pick between the two, better defense in Jacksonville across the board right now. And, and I mean, they're scaring teams with their defense. So who do you would you pick, Mario? I, I'm going with Chargers, and because they got the QB. Well, let me just start by saying I'm at least surprised and glad that as the season has progressed, there at least emerged some AFC contenders. Right. Because for a minute there, it was we weren't naming anybody. Anyone. It was we, like dark. we were looking at the at the NFC for every challenger. To the Patriots, we were looking at the NFC. Yeah. So the fact that the first of all, let me—I love what the Chargers have done. I never expected this. They managed to shut me up because the first thing I said was, "Wow, we went from having no football to having two mediocre teams." Well, now we are actually better than that. And even though there may the Chargers look like they can go into the playoffs with a low record, it's not going to take. It's interesting. The records are low to lead right. the conference in the AFC. Right. But yeah, Vic. Yeah. I can have hope with actually either one. Yeah, you know. On a given day, on yeah. a given day, right. the Patriots certainly can be beaten by either one of those teams. Right. And, on and, any and, given day, and right. we haven't got to the NFC. No, don't, I'm not even worried about the NFC because the nature of Seattle has already shown that they're going to have a rough time because I don't know if their injuries will recover in time. And if they do, Seattle's always played them tight. But in the meantime, you go with healthy teams. And right now, Jacksonville is just a defensive monster. But the Chargers get better each week. So they have to have some things happen at the top. Maybe they can push push themselves in over Kansas City. But that gets me back to a question that uh, I have not put over here. Um, What happened to the Oakland Raiders, man? Did you see that whoop ass that Kansas City put on? Is that a false sense of security that Kansas City is that good or the Raiders are that bad now? No, I mean, the Raiders at the, you know, no, they're that bad because they, they've been fairly consistent, fairly consistent at their being bad. Whereas some of the other ones, like Kansas City, you know, they've had games where they look fantastic. So at least they have some up and downs. Right. Oakland, I'm not sure how much ups they've had the whole year. Oakland, they started off being a team to reckon with. They were one of the one or two top AFC teams to compete. Nobody said they were going to beat the Patriots, but they were up there in consideration. Now they're falling on hard times. I don't know what's happening. I got a funny feeling it's going to be, are they underperforming when they show that they actually can play better? So they've played better ball. It'll be the same thing as the Atlanta Falcons. When you have the same players on the team and they played at such a high level and they're not doing it this time, they're going to say it's a lack of discipline, effort, energy, whatever you want to make it out to be. So I'm not sure. I'm just saying I, 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 I'm more secure about knowing the L.A. Rams and their faults because they're a young team and that game they played against Philadelphia yesterday was a great indictment on if they meet 
in the uh, playoffs. It's going to be a good team. Philadelphia, a good game. Philadelphia is more disciplined. Unfortunately, the Rams, fortunately, the Rams, that youth, that energy, that testosterone, whatever it is, stupid, dumb mistakes. So I like how they played as a team getting better, but they are high risk because it'll be their first venture into it. So you got to be very careful with choosing them. But I like what happened. I'm just going to leave the Carson Wentz situation. I hope he recovers. It's not a torn ACL. Prayers for you, brother. Even I don't I'm know. Not, anybody who gets hurt, it's just know. his story. He's such a leader. You got to root for a kid who comes up doing this kind of stuff. Right. Got to root for him. So I'm so I'm so praying for him not to have a serious injury. So there you go. Yeah. And yeah. I'm not a Phillies fan. Right. So. Right. I understand. So I look, I want to see the best team out there. I don't want to see them limping in into the uh playoffs. But I wanted to go over here to just uh, here's the makeup of the teams that if we had had a conversation about I was kind of on the AFC side, Pittsburgh and Baltimore good game. Excellent game. Competitive game. Didn't know it was going to be that entertaining. Thought it was going to be one-sided. Tennessee's up there with Jacksonville, same record, but Jacksonville has the lead as far as the uh, conference, as far as the advantage. On the NFC side, Minnesota got handed a loss. That's okay. You had to come down to earth a little bit. But you got all these teams on the NFC side from the Rams, the Eagles, the Panthers, the Falcons, the Saints, Vikings. Man, it's a toss-up. So to me, the enjoyable part about this is which team on the NFC side matches best with Brady and company. And I go by the quarterback, and then I go about from back from front to back, both sides of the ball. It looks like Philadelphia. It looks that way. Or, for me, Minnesota, because they just have that defense. You have any favorites, man? No, I think uh, in the NFC, if, we, if, if Carson Wentz comes back, Philly's it. Yeah, yeah, but Philly's I think it. What's nice is that on a given day, on a given day, right? I don't know if who would, in other words, the Saints on a given day, right? And Carolina, too, right? Might be able to upset the Patriots. I don't think Atlanta can, but they, they can play them a good game, right? In other words, what you're seeing is that, that parody, yeah. But if the Patriots are on their game, of course, it's going to be rough. But at least you could, there's a couple, like I said, you see, if Minnesota's on their game right. and if Philly's on their game, they, 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 that's they play, a hard. They, they, right, but Carolina beating the Vikings because now you got your you got your QB. He, he's, he's, that's what I say on a given day, Cam, because Cam can have those moments. He does, but you don't want him to suffer through the you Carson don't want, Wentz, right, but it's, but Russell it Wilson. Right. All of them suffer from that. If they got to do Getting a lot, pounded. they can get hit. That's right. All right. All right. Cool. So Philadelphia seems like they're more balanced, but I just don't know. In the meantime, I want to go over to what I call. We've already seen the the uh, standings stuff, man. I'm gonna move on down from that. Man, can't, can't wait, dude. Your favorite bowl, Mario. Go in there. Tiny bowl. Okay, which bowl you going? It's Tiny this Saturday, bowl. man. The 60th. Bowl games. You're supposed to know which one. Don't be looking. <laughs> Don't be looking, man. You're supposed to know which one. No, game. because I think the count in recent years, we, one of the things we've covered before was the number of bowl games. Right. Isn't there like 100 bowl games or something <laughs> now? It was ridiculous at 40-50. So these ones that you name are all bowls I've never heard of before. Cure Bowl, New Orleans man. Bowl, the, the Cure Bowl, the Cure Las bowl. Vegas Bowl, the Cure bowl. New Mexico Bowl. Camellia Bowl. Oh, and that's because dude. they did it as a 
It's an enterprise. Okay. It's a promotional enterprise, and that's why there's so many of them. I'll do this. Don't look. Don't look at anything. Okay. And I'm going to just drop names, and you tell me. Tidy bowl. <laughs> no, you tell me. Based on teams, what you would want. Uh, Middle Tennessee versus Arkansas State. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Marshall versus Colorado State. Okay, Western Kentucky versus Georgia State. Oh, come on. All right, well, hold on. Oh, Troy versus North Texas. Who the, who is Troy? <laughs> Just Alabama, came man. Out that. I Troy, know Alabama, Troy. Troy, Alabama, man. Troy's, come on. No. Yeah. All right, all right. I'm from Los Angeles. We only know USC as that Trojans. So. I'm not going to even follow that up with a joke. Okay, <laughs> next. Boise State versus Oregon. Somebody I've heard of. That oh. must be the wonderful <laughs> Las Vegas Bowl. There you go, bro. The so that's the, game. Boise so State. that's the game you're going to watch. Yeah, that's the one I watch. We're good, man. Oregon, you know, and, and Kelly's coming back to college. He's going to be coaching UCLA. Yes. So we're going to guess Chase. So what does that mean? He's like, you say, may win. Oh, really? He, he, did, he did good in college. Mm. It's a different game than the pros, so I picked him to return to form. Okay. I am. Hey, until then, my sports is over, bro. Got to go. That's sports, yeah, you guys. Got to go, man. Victor Allen's new to sports. Part of what's happening here, Pack Stereo, a recurring segment you can get every week. His unique fan base view of sports. Hot and heavy. Yes, 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 yes. Come on, y'all. Coming up next, hot picks. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna literally dedicate a second and a half to Vince Cortese. Vince, remember Vince! Remember pushing rock? Vince! He'll know. He'll know. Vince.
Hey you guys, what's up? Welcome to Hot Picks. And before I go any further, um, because I'm, I'm always checking with my fam behind me, I had somebody actually give me an update on something that's happened from somebody who is a legend. I didn't know anything. I learned about this via Periscope. Johnny Halliday passed away. He's a living legend. He's like the Elvis in France. And I'm just now seeing that this happened a few days ago. He passed away from cancer, I believe, a few days ago. And a million people took to the Paris streets for his funeral. A million. So obviously I learned something about somebody I didn't know anything about. So this is just me giving the shout and recognition because we're in our last segment. So I want to thank the information from... Um, I can't even get his name. I'm going to go back and uh, see if I can recognize what he had uh, shared with me. Just for the sake of going, wow, this this person was huge. And when I say huge, huge, I, I will say Raja69. Raja69 gave me the information. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. All right, time to go over to the other side, you guys, because in Hot Picks, as we are evolving, going to another level here, want to sit back and address something that everybody wants to do over here. More subscribers, more subscribers, Instagram, you name it, Snapchat, you, you call it. Everybody wants more subscribers. Well, I always thought the kingdom that you, if you want to get somewhere uh, and measure the difficulty in getting subscribers is YouTube. It's easier to go to the other apps because they've made it more convenient with less to get more subscribers. But I always hear this question. How do you make money? <laughs> if you tell somebody you're streaming, how do you make money? So I'm going to give you a list of the top most popular YouTube stars. And I simply call this money, money, money. And then I put a caveat. Why many of us have low subscribers. And maybe when you compare where they're focusing on, you'll see you have to change your game or come with something similar or stay in a time warp. Mario, you ready for this? Because you know you are subscribing king. You all right, bro? You need some water? <laughs> I just I want to make sure, man. That's some good stuff. Did you share that with us on Water for Dummies? Oh, <laughs> All right, let me let me just go on over here. I'm gonna read to my profile. I'm gonna give it to you just the way it's been displayed. First person up, Ryan Higa. Higa. They made sure. Yeah, it's Higa. Yeah, it's it, 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 it's it's Niga Higa. That's that's how. Because if it goes the other way, you know what it's gonna say. You notice this thing says, save the Twinkies. Now, that has nothing to do with what we're going to talk about here. I'm just going to give you how many subscribers and what he's known for. Ryan has 19.3 million YouTube subscribers. He produces a variety of comedy videos, including sketches, music videos, and short commentaries on pop culture. His videos have high production value and a professional touch, but he remains as quick as funny and incisive as ever his net worth 10 million dollars that's <clears throat> that's how you get paid <laughs> this, so when somebody says them and i want you to know just so you guys know they sit in a room one mic one camera but they're post-production so they're working on the production not necessarily live streaming that's a different animal so mario you think you can do comedy 
Think oh, you yeah. Can, you can do it. Do, do you like the money that's attached to his subscriptions? Good job. All right. Very, very well. We're going to vote who we think is the closest association that Pac Stereo can do. Next one up. That's going to take you straight up through them. Notice there was a young man in that one. Evan Fong. Vanoss Gaming. He has 20.2 million subscribers. While not much of it is known about Fong, because he's been somewhat kind of like, I'm not going to let you know a lot about me. He posts comedy videos that show him playing various video games. What sets his video apart is the quality of his editing. He frequently posts montages that compare his hours of gaming into one compact video of funny moments. His net worth, $5 million. To answer the question again, how do you get paid? Creative excellence. He's compressing. Yes. He takes hours of video and he takes and compresses, removes right. the best points and does a compilation that's right. usually one compact video. Right. So that's a bunch of work for hours of video besides playing the game. <laughs> right. And he's yeah, and working he's, hard. And doing what he loves. Yeah. Streaming is different because he doesn't have to do redundancy every week. We, yeah. we it's different than the platform we're working but on. But these guys are streaming when they play. Right. When they play. Yes. They areas of which right now that seem to have the most live audience, the most right. people tuning in to watch live right. are the games right. where people are competing That's right. against each other. Right. Alright, let's go up to the next. <clears throat> the next one. Ian Hecox and Anthony Padilla. Smoosh. 22.6 million subscribers. Smoosh is a comedy duo, duo of YouTube veterans, Ian, Ian and Anthony. Smoosh was one of the first YouTube sensations, well known for the duo's slapstick comedy videos that parody video games and pop culture. They have shown no signs of slowing down and now run seven channels. Seven. $11.8 million is their net worth. We did say do your channels, right? That's what we told them. Did we not sit back and say just, you know, do the things that's fun. Do that what you, you like. like. Do what you like. Show people you're in an environment where everybody likes to participate. Don't try to go outside into another land and right. nobody's there. So, so far we're showing a report that you can make money. These are all YouTube now. I'll get to the others later, another time. Simply put, let's go to the next one because I want to get to the next ones and see which ones we are impressed with. And is it a close association with what we're trying to tell people to do? Our next one up, El Rubius OMG, Ruben Doblas Gunderson, 23.5 million subscribers. Ruben, better known on YouTube as El Rubius, El Rubius OMG, is a 27-year-old Spanish YouTuber. He is the most followed Spanish YouTube star. Like other popular YouTubers, Dobles Gunderson is a gamer who does walkthroughs, reviews, and more, peppered with funny commentary. He published an interactive book called Troll in 2014. His net worth is $4 million. You notice, Mario, that all of them have comedy attached to their profile of how they deliver their content. Kind of something that you do. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that's a natural because it's going to be a lot harder to pull people into things that are drama. Right. Absolutely. So comedy is the natural, to me, way to go. Especially for these types. It's a natural. Yes, it is. And, it so, is a and people being themselves. All day. Let's go to the next one. Luis Fernando Flores, better known as Fernando Flo. 
24 million subscribers and is a YouTube star from El Salvador known for his gameplay videos and wacky antics. His signature color is green and his dog sometimes makes appearances in his videos with a total of over 5 billion views, more than 500 videos and 24 million subscribers. His channel is the 10th most subscribed on YouTube. His yearly net worth, yearly now, is $7 million. Not wow. total worth. <laughs> okay, and how old is he? 24. Somewhere in there, right? Just letting you know, you guys, whatever you do, have fun with it. Just have fun with it. You'll come up more than trying to be serious, unless you're an expert. All right, let's go to the next one. Uh, and I'm, and I have to apologize. There's going to be one. I'm just going to give you a profile on the picture. Didn't come out right. I think I'm gonna double checking to make sure because I, I think it's missing. But I'm gonna get the name correct. So my apologies. But here's the profile. Herman Garmendia. Hola, sir, Doman. I'm killing it. Herman. Hola, so Herman. Soy. Soy. Yeah, that you got it, Mario. 31 million subscribers. The YouTuber is Latin America's biggest YouTuber. The comedian and musician has two channels in the top 20. He released a book in 2016 titled, oh my God, Chupal Perro. Mm. He became famous with his video, Las Cosas Obvias de la Vida. Wow, the obvious things of life. Garmendia has another YouTube channel called Wega Haman, which has 18 million subscribers and is focused on video games. His net worth is $9 million. Letting you know that video gaming, comedy, and these sketches is the formula that seems to get people recognition. But we're going to close this out because there is somebody who is kind of reigning supreme right now. And I can only tell you that Felix... I believe that's Kilberg. I love this name that he has. It's PewDiePie. <laughs> PewDiePie. 54 million subscribers. He's controversial. I'm just going to sit back and say his boisterous, goofy playing video games and swearing up a storm. The YouTube name of the 27-year-old Swede, Philip Kilberg, has used his charisma and close relationship to subscribers, whom he calls bros, to build a lucrative career around his YouTube output. But PewDiePie came into a negative spotlight recently after a Wall Street Journal report reported that he had anti-Semitic messages in his videos, leading Disney and YouTube to cut direct business ties with him, though he hasn't been barred from YouTube. PewDiePie apologized for taking a joke too far, but he maintained his right to joke about any topic and flipped a middle finger to the media in a response video. Since then, PewDiePie's subscriber count has increased. <laughs> and he has said he's excited about the new opportunities afforded to him as an independent creator. Net worth $12 million. He gave them the finger, and more followers came. Mario, should you practice giving I'm the finger? I'm giving him the finger. <laughs> you going to give him the finger? <laughs> all right, all right. Okay, Mario, we're going to go top to bottom. I'm going to just let you choose who do you think you can compete with or we can compete with. Now, remember... These guys are, and notice, no women. You know, don't don't let it go unnoticed that the majority of them are gamers because yeah. that is the big growing community. Right. And it's one of those things which more naturally invites live viewership because it's live competition. So you think of all the, bit, the reasons why you watch sports. Right. If you're into gaming, right. that's why their numbers are so big, Vic, and right. that's why... 
you know, Twitch mm-hmm. so popular. They oh, left yeah. the other platform because the obvious monies, whatever, were so different. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and just to let you guys know, there's a part two to this. There are female and people of color. But the top seven, the all guys, all between the ages of 20 and 30 mostly. So let's take it to the top and see what Mario... If he has well, to- and I'm skipping so the game is Ryan Higger, <laughs> Evan Fong, Harker Gamers, but such creative talents on the editing. Now you see more of the editing. Yes. Ian Hecox and Anthony Padilla, that whole thing in terms of making videos, this right. is something we can compete with. Yes, there you go. Okay, we're not gamers. We're not gamers. Right. Ruben Doblas Gunderson, well, again, gaming. <laughs> right, he's gaming. But in terms of commentary and those things, well, those are areas in which we definitely are competitive. Right. right. Luis Fernando, Flores. Wow, you know, it's so much, it's cultural. Let me give you that, too, because another thing about Vic, mm-hmm. they all can all can really claim an ethnic origin right. that gives them a special audience. We, too. Right. Being black right. and being coming from an audience underserved yes. again. Right. So much. Herman. German, because it's the G and then the J are not pronounced the same. So right. it actually is a German, German Garmendia. Mm-hmm. Ola soy German. Mm-hmm. Okay. We don't have a picture, but wow. Biggest YouTube star, comedian, and musician. Again, areas in which we can compete. Right. Boy with music. Right. There you go. In terms of Felix, PewDiePie, well, it's like this. He's controversial. Again, a gamer, more controversy. But uh, we can compete based on controversy. Again, we're not gamers. Right. But still, Vic, what a wonderful yeah. selection. Yeah. Hey, look, you guys, just want to let you know that there is a second group to let you know that you still make money. Young, keep your young content flowing no matter how much you age and don't say what you don't do. Keep it simple. Wrap those simple videos, put some context in there, laugh it up, hit your market, watch your numbers go up. I'm done, man. Okay. Yeah. I want to thank you for tuning in. It's been a wonderful day. Get that holiday shopping. Check those credit card limits. See what your balance is. Cyber. Don't go into debt for the holidays, people. And remember, no matter what they say, ain't nobody got our DNA. Hey! First off, I'm not your regular dude. I bust moves like a young MC. Yeah, soda, that would be me. Got me thinking about putting down the mic one day. Then I get some more love. Thanks for the love you gotta play. Hey, what can I say? I'm a Leo to the finish, man. I love God, so my faith won't diminish me. Once I step up to the mic, I speak truth. Hip hop wasn't designed to expose the black youth. But somewhere along the lines, we dropped the ball, yeah. I mean, that man in the mirror, yeah, that ball dude. But now I'm back to right the wrongs of my past world. So let me walk this off my list like my name's girl. Articulate my thoughts clearly like Professor Les. Do you remember Rap City with Deja and Les? I'm looking at the front door, bless the main source. You fool, yeah, wait till I hit you with the main course. I was spitting when you was a kid. You doing what I did, you know I still got it. Why you brag about it? I be on solo, making my money's grow essential. I'm individual, nobody's got my name today. I was spitting when you was a kid. You doing what I did, you know I still got it. Why you brag about it? I be on solo, making my money's grow essential. I'm individual, nobody's got my name today.
rather listen to Tribe or Shit Alone. You like my raps, but really I write songs. I like to do it like this once in a while to show some versatility and make you all smile. It's been a long time coming, I know I feel it too. The more I take a break, it's like the more I break through with my time and space. Boy, funk, I'm on point. You bless this microphone every time I anoint the pen, the pad. I face the bad head on escape inside the music. See my diaries, the song and song till I write my next verse. Then I go again into the studio. I feel I gotta flow again. This ain't just music to me. It's like my recipe. To be honest, it's more creative tranquility. This ain't just music to me. It's like my recipe. To be honest, it's more creative tranquility. I was spitting when you was a kid. You doing what I did? You know I still got it. Why you brag about it? I be on the solo, making my money's grow residual. I'm individual. Nobody's got my DNA. I was spitting when you was a kid. You doing what I did? You know I still got it. Why you brag about it? I be on the solo, making my money's grow residual. I'm individual. Nobody's got my DNA. They say they get me. I don't think they ever got me. My name's Kowalski, but they call me Kawasaki. I'm a lot of fun, but in real life, I'm more like Chachi or Cola. I told you, I'm funky like granola. Bars. Can't you see that I'm a star? Who pumps his own gas in the cold really fast? I pass on your gold digging stash. I'd rather make my own money, not advance me loan money. I was spitting when you was a kid. You doing what I did? You know I still got it. Why you brag about it? I be on the solo, making my money's grow residual. I'm individual. Nobody's got my DNA. I was spitting when you was a kid. You doing what I did? You know I still got it. Why you brag about it? I be on the solo, making my money's grow residual. I'm individual. Nobody's got my DNA.